miserable little bag of puke. Nag, 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 nag. But unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Let me clear my throat! On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Good morning to you. Buenos dias, bonjour, guten morgen. This is Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey. It is December the 30th, 2021. Last show of 2021 for you. A quick announcement to all you cake eaters. I will be changing the format of the show. It will no longer be Mondays and Thursdays. It is now going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, bright and early, so you can have your cake and eat it too all week long. God, that was stupid. Why did I say that? Don't you hate it when you say something and it comes out of your mouth and you're like, what? Like, like while you're saying it, you go, why the, why the fuck did I even say that? That's so stupid. So I was talking to Aaron today and you know, Aaron of, uh, tried to kill me with his car fame and, uh, loves inflatable butt plugs fame. And he reminded me of something that I used to talk to him about when I worked at this gym. There's this really, really upscale gym. That's a part of the hospital here where I live. And I used to work there. It's two floors, and it has like an Olympic-sized pool. It has an upstairs track. So fucking cool, man. An upstairs running track. It's got everything. Most amazing saunas, hot tubs, and a whole lot of old men with sagging balls. You know, I had, uh, I'm had. i going to get off topic for a second. I'll circle back to what I was originally going to talk about. But I don't know. Women may or may not know this, but probably not. But any man who's ever been to a gym will definitely know this. It's like the older a man gets, the less likely he is to cover himself in a locker room. Like when you go into a bit like in this one, the locker room where I used to work at this place, this was huge. Okay. So there's always a lot of people in there, but there was always a lot of space, you know, but it, it's a big motherfucker. Nice wooden lockers, very upscale, very Bon Jovi. So you go, if you're in the locker room and I had to walk through the locker room constantly because my job at this gym was to keep it clean. You know, I, I would pick up towels and I would, uh, you know, housekeeping for a gym. And so I had to walk through the locker room all fucking eight hours of my shift because you towels would constantly uh, stack up. You couldn't you, you could not wait more than 15 minutes before you'd make another round. It was me picking up the towels, a couple of chicks in the laundry room, folding them, drying them, washing them. And every time I walked through there, man, it never ceased to amaze me how many times I'd see balls. And you'd notice, like, the age progression, okay? You'd have, like, a 20-something-year-old guy, okay? And he's in the corner, and he's he's got, like, a towel wrapped around his waist. And then he's taking his underwear off and then putting his shorts on under the towel. And then you got a guy who's, like, 40. He's not wearing the towel around his waist, but he's facing away from you, okay? And you get a little bit older... And guys are just kind of changing in front of their locker and they don't really give a fuck. And then you get into like the 60s and beyond. And this is like the creme de la creme of where I live that go to this gym. Expensive as fuck. So you've got like all the politicians here, the mayor, police chief, all these old motherfuckers. And they just stand around butt ass naked talking to each other. They put a foot up on the bench, balls to their knees. And they just fucking talk. They talk all fucking day long. I'll never see them even work out. I think they come just to show off their balls, to let their balls breathe in the <laughs> warm gym air. 
I don't know. I walked into the locker room one time, and there was a guy bent over, and I fucking swear, I know I have a tendency to exaggerate, but his balls were like six inches from the fucking floor. And his hairy ass crack was facing right at me. It was like, if you've ever seen how cheese is made, you got a robin's nest, shrunken dong, and balls the size of jumbo eggs. Remember that Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy? Oh, I hope you're happy with his old balls and his old skin. Gross. And I know you're saying, well, Joe, why did you look? How can you not look? How can you not look? I hope when I'm 60 that I don't just give up like that. These guys, it's just like, well, fuck it. 12-inch sacks, pubic hairs growing in every possible direction. Sorry. So, the banana dilemma is what Aaron had talked to me about. That's the name I had given to something that I felt was happening to me all the time at the gym. I love bananas. I eat them all the fucking time. They're like nature's little cheat fruit, you know, when you want sugar. But I had never worked at a gym or even been to a gym before this job. So I had never eaten a banana in front of anyone before. I found that I could not eat bananas. There was always these hulking, roided out looking muscle heads that were at the gym. And I'd get my banana and I'd sit down. There was this fantastic cafe. Oh, the food was amazing. And I would sit down in there and I'd get my banana and I'd peel it. And I'd start to go to take a bite of it. And then I'd notice that every dude in the cafe was staring at me. And I was not imagining this. This wasn't like some hallucination in my head. Like, I'd move the banana towards my mouth, and every dude's just looking at me. And I'd be like, okay. It's like, take the banana slowly away from my mouth. <laughs> and uh, I'd wait for everybody to avert their gaze from me. And they would, you know. They'd go back to looking at their newspaper or reading their magazine or looking at their phone. And then I'd slowly raise the banana back up and they'd all look right back at me. And I was like, what the fuck kind of gay shit's going on here? So I ended up for, for the entire time that I worked there, which was, I think, a year. I always had to eat my bananas in private. I would like I, we had a, a conference room and I would go in there, like lock myself in and like eat my Banana, like draw the shades and dim the lights and eat my bananas. And I called that the banana dilemma. I even made some videos about it that are pretty funny. Uh, I made a, a full video on YouTube explaining the banana dilemma and what it is and how to avoid the banana dilemma. And Aaron, again, from uh, that tried to kill me with his car fame and likes things inflatable in his butthole fame, he said, the trick is the banana comes to you not you to the banana. <laughs> so basically, you know, basically he was telling me, do not fillet the banana in public. And I don't believe that I ever was. I don't know. Maybe I got a purty mouth. One of them did call me sunshine one time. I have no idea if that was like a compliment or some sort of gay euphemism. Either way, fucking Aaron had me thinking about that. You know, I found out that he listens to my shows while he works out, so I want to send a little special message out to Mr. Aaron right now, if you're listening. I want you to take a break from whatever you're doing, you know, doing curls or deadlifts or high-impact aerobics. <laughs> Stop what you're doing right now, Aaron, and look in the mirror. 
Look at yourself, you fat motherfucker. You're so disgusting. You make me sick. Look at your fat fucking body. How could you even go out in public like that? You're not curling weights. You're curling ding-dongs. The kind you eat and the kind that belong to men. You make me sick. You disgust me. You're fat, slobby, gross body. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going back on a diet. I had given it up for a while, and I have decided that I'm going back on a diet. There's no punchline. I really am. This is day one, okay? I'm going to admit honestly to you, my listeners, that I am at 260 pounds. I'm six foot two. I'm at 260. My ideal weight is 200. Actually, the doctor says my ideal weight is 185, but I've seen me at 185, and I look like I am ill, And I don't mean like the Beastie Boys. I mean like I look like I have some sort of disease. 200 is the perfect weight for me. And I carry muscle. So that's my goal. My New Year's resolution, although I'm starting it early, my New Year's resolution, my devoted listeners, is to lose that 60 pounds in this, the year of our Lord, 2022. I went to the store. I stocked up. I avoided all things fat. This is what I have in my house now. I have lean chicken. I have mixed vegetables. I have cold cuts. I have all grain bread. And I have life cereal. Although I am drinking whole milk. So I have to be careful with that. I'm sort of exercising. I am definitely lifting every day. And I'm going to keep you updated on how much weight I lose. And I'm hoping that I can get down to 200. Because, see, here's the thing. I haven't had sex in three years, give or take. I haven't had a relationship. I haven't had a fling. I haven't had anything. After my last girlfriend, I just gave up. And since I've already been through the batting order twice in where I live, I just don't even care anymore. But there's going to come a time when I'm going to eventually, I hope, be intimate with someone. And when that happens... I'd like to be able to look down and actually see the action. I'm tired of being a dicky-doo, and I'm seriously going to lose weight. That's all I'm going to say on that, and I'll keep you updated. So I had a show. There's this company that advertises my show called Prodvigate, and my RSS feed goes through Buzzsprout, which is where I host my shows, which feeds to Prodvigate, and Prodvigate advertises my shows on Google. And in order for them to advertise me, they have to, all shows have to go through an approval system or something. I don't know what it is because I can't imagine that there is actually some guy at Google who sits there and listens to 30 minutes of a podcast from God knows how many thousands upon thousands of people every day and like listens for hate speech and the N word and whatever gets you from being allowed to advertise with Google. I just assume there was probably some software, you know, picks up on certain words I mean, there's got to be, right? I mean, Facebook has the thing where, you know, like they, I I guess they have some sort of like ass checker because every time I post a picture of my ass, it gets fucking taken down and I get suspended for 10 days. You know, back in the good old days of Facebook, you could post fucking anything. On MySpace, you could post nudity. Not that that's a good thing, but I love posting pictures of my ass. I used to post them all the time. It's funny. It's not erotic to anyone in this world. I don't see the harm. And what was I talking about? 
Oh yeah, so my sh- not the last show, but the show before. Okay, I when I get done with my shows, I submit them to my my RSS Buzzsprout. It goes to Prodvigate. Prodvigate begins a Google review, and and it and within twenty four hours it passes. And like I said, I'm I'm I it knows that it's explicit material because you have to tell them that, so they know it is. So it's not the curse words that they're trying to filter out. I assume. And I'm sure I'm right that they're trying to keep any kind of behavior that has anything to do with hate or violence or promoting anything that, well, shouldn't be promoted with the great name of Google. Well, not the last show, but the one before did not pass approval. That was my 13th show ever. I've never not passed approval. And I listened to it and I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why it didn't pass approval. If anything, I thought the last one was not going to pass because I talked about black people for like 30 minutes. I mean, I said all, you know, I didn't say anything racist. I just talked about, you know, races. So I thought for sure that one would get flagged. But no, it got approved like immediately. Funny that, huh? So I was trying to make a video for my uh, hit single, Me So Horny. And I was, you know, doing Google image searches to find things to match up with the words of the song. And I kept hitting upon like these... Stock photos, you know, Shutterstock. If you've ever heard of Shutterstock, if you don't know what Shutterstock is, it's simple. It's a company that makes fake photos. They have millions of photos and you can use them. You pay them a fee. Businesses do this a lot, you know, for when they make presentations and Shutterstock. You pay for their service and then you you go into their website and you do a search. Oh, I need a group of people looking at a chalkboard while a guy is giving a presentation. If you don't know what a chalkboard is, it's what we used to use a long time ago, back in the Stone Age, in schools. You took a piece of chalk. If you don't know what chalk is, then you failed chemistry. And then you wrote shit on it. And it was erasable. Maybe your grandfather had a dry erase board. It's like that. And I got to thinking, as I tend to do when I look at anything in this world, who's making these photos? Oh, and if I didn't mention this before, you can't just take these images off of Google. You can look at them, but they have a big watermark on them that says Shutterstock. So if you use them, it's got their name on it. Everyone will know that you're a thieving little cum dumpster. So you look at these Shutterstock photos, and they didn't, they're not just photos that like Shutterstock stole and then called them their own. No, these are actually, like someone had to have a studio, and they had to get into that studio, and like anything creative, they had to hire actors and photographers and and people who set shit up and lighting specialists and all that because that's how they make their money. That's, That's their business. And I'm looking at this photo that came up on my Google search, and I started wondering, what were these photo sessions like? Was there a director? Was there someone calling the shots? Of course there was. But he had to tell them what to do. He had to give them motivation. And I wonder, how did that how did that go down, you know? Okay, but this next shot, you just found out that Kim fucked your boyfriend while you were working late one night, and to top it off, she took the last cup of coffee without starting a new pot. Oh, and this is a motivational poster, so you need to really look motivated, okay? All right, people, places, you know? <laughs> you people don't even want to know what I have planned for the sexual harassment posters. I'm going to do elevator eyes. <laughs> Eh, no one's going to get that but, like, one person. So I watched Roadhouse last night with my 
favorite actor of all time, Patrick Swayze. And this is my favorite Patrick Swayze movie. I mean, Dirty Dancing is the shit. And nobody puts Baby in a fucking corner. But Roadhouse, I mean, this has got everything a man could ever ask for. You got fighting, fucking, Patrick Swayze, sweaty and shirtless. Sam Elliott, sweaty, not shirtless, still looking pretty damn fine. You got Patrick Swayze's girlfriend dressed like a picnic table. You got a town full of somehow 200 people that all seem to go to the same bar every night and cause so much trouble that they need to hire a professional bouncer from New York. And the one guy, Glenn Wesley, who owns the whole town, he's like mobbed up and all his lackeys are fucking rednecks who are somehow soldiers in his corn-husking army. Now, why am I bringing up Roadhouse? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because I guess I hadn't watched it in a while, and maybe it just never occurred to me, but there's a scene. There's a scene between Patrick Swayze and the main bad guy. Not the main bad guy, Glenn Wesley, but the main, but Glenn Wesley's main enforcer. You know, the only other person in the entire movie who can take Patrick Swayze. He's got you know, all these fucking kung fu jujitsu moves and shit. So you know the end of the movie is going to be the big showdown between those two. And it is. And it starts off, there's Patrick. He's into nothing but his sweatpants. They're outside. Dude's got a fucking blue jean vest on. No shirt. Nothing. Dude, I mean, if you're going to wear a blue jean vest, you better be able to back that shit up, right? I mean, you, you know... Like, you better be able to really kick some fucking ass. Because that is a bold fashion statement. Like, bro, I, I I don't know if I'd go out dressed like that. No, it's all good. I'm a black belt. Yeah, you're going to have to be, man. Because <laughs> that's brave, man. Blue jeans and a blue jean vest. No fucking arms. Blue jeans. I mean, why don't you just go out in assless chaps while you're at it? So they're fighting. Patrick... And bad guy, trading punch for punch, kick for kick, block, 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 fists in the air, kind of karate style looking. They're facing off, looking at each other. Oh, by the way, Patrick Swayze's name is Dalton. Scene's getting real intense. They've been trading blows for a while. And bad guy says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Ah. What? Yes, this really happened. He says this is his burn. Not your typical action movie comeback or one-liner that you want to be known for, I wouldn't think. Action movies say things like, you know, time to die. Or, I don't know, you know what I'm talking about. Arnold Schwarzenegger said like a fucking million things. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Now, I put myself in the place of this man. I'm in a fight. I've never been in a fight in the woods, just me and one other person. So I have to be more realistic. A fight with me, in, in my experience, has always been at a bar or at a show where a live band is playing. Very crowded places. If I was at a bar and a dude came up and said, What's your fucking problem, punk? You're like, you looking at my girl, motherfucker? I'd be like, Bro... I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Then the whole bar would be like, ah, oh, gay. 
I'd be like, no, no. I mean, because like, like you know, because he was my bitch. Yeah, but you still said that you fucked guys. Okay, but in prison, you have to be dominant. Okay, so that's what I'm saying to him is that I want him to know that he's no better than the guys I fucked in prison. But you still fucked guys, right? You're missing the point. I'm the badass. If I wanted to, I could fuck him in the ass. Yes, we get that. You're gay. It might be a great way to actually get out of fights. You know, I've thought about this a lot. You know, you're doing things, you know, like the... the <laughs> the great way to get out of fight is to make someone think that you're mentally unstable or just downright, like, brain damaged. So you just, you know, be like, <laughs> you know, guy comes up to you in the grocery store. Hey, man, I think, you've, I think you hit my fucking car on the parking lot, dude. You go, oh, I remember a guy like you in prison used to split me right down the middle. That'd be great in a job interview. Well, Joe, you've got a great resume, but you're not really what we're looking for. So I'm, we're going to have to go ahead and pass, but we'll keep you on file. Oh, okay. Well, um, just so you know, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. I left that out on my resume. Here, let me fill that out for you. Extracurricular activities. Fucking guys like you in prison. Too much? I can keep going. So, remember, Cake Eaters. New show. Times are as follows. Every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday. I post them the night before so that when you get up and you drive to work, they are ready for you to listen to. Or if you want to listen to him at the gym, if you are listening at the gym, you're a fat motherfucker, Aaron. You fat fucking piece of garbage. Look at you. Disgust me. You got cheese whiz all over your beard. Crackers in your hair. Six different meals on your shirt. Some kind of goat butt plug hanging out of your ass. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Oh, God, Aaron sent me something earlier today, and it was um, a picture from a store, and it was all butt plugs on a rack and attached to the end of the butt plug that does not go inside of your butt were things like a deer's hoof. And I don't just mean the hoof. I mean, like, a good six inches of the deer's leg and leading to the hoof. Um a squirrel's head, a goat's head. I mean, like a fucking goat's head on the end of a of a butt plug. I, I don't know where this came from. I don't question Aaron when he sends me things like this. I don't want to know where he got them. I assume his algorithms probably picked them up very easily because of the crazy shit he searches for, which makes me feel so much cleaner about myself. But he sends me this picture, and he says... Could you imagine having this in your butt and there's a goat's head hanging out the other end? <laughs> That's what he fucking said. That's what he seriously said. And I couldn't think of anything else. What else could I think about? Except a six-inch steel 
butt plug in me with a preserved taxidermied goat's head hanging on a chain on the other end. That is who? Why? What the fuck is wrong with people? That's got to be some country shit. Taxidermy and butt plugs. I wonder if that's the name of the store. Y'all come on down now to Taxidermy and Butt Plugs. Uh, what, 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 what is the, I, I got, I'm sorry, I got lost on the butt plugs. Uh, yeah, new show. New show time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Bright and early. Fat Guy Loves Cake at Yahoo.com. I will see you in 2022. Monday morning, bright and early. Love you. It's gonna be-